Hello, podcast listeners. I'm your host, Sweet Pea. Welcome back to Youth and the Youthful. And I'm Mommy. Um, today, we are discussing... <laughs> I don't we, even know. You know, we, we've been having conversations, um, I guess, in the last two weeks or whatever, just about how, um, if you change your mind about anything, everything, how it can actually change your life, mm-hmm. and about how powerful the mind is, um over just anything or or if you put your mind to something how Mm -hmm. you're able to achieve it so just lately we've just just been talking about just the mind and how it functions and how the mind creates the reality that you're living in or creates the situation it doesn't it doesn't um it's like it doesn't take what's actually there but it creates something else or can create something else mm-hmm. so we just really been talking about it and just having brief conversations and said well maybe there'll be something nice to talk about in the podcast just to kind of get uh well you all don't talk back to us so it's not <laughs> even but just to kind of put it out there um just again how powerful the mind is and and there are this all things things I, I listen to like this thing spiritual things just regular um psychology just things i see all around about how um strong and powerful the mind is and how it really can just change your life mm-hmm. and then like we were talking about affirmations you know people have affirmations that hold saying you know fake it till you make it so mm-hmm. you you may not feel like the strongest uh person in the world or the capable most p- capable person in the world but if you create these affirmations and you say them every day you say them every day at some point, you start to believe them, even before you even realize that you believe them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if I said this on a podcast. Like, I used to always say, "I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm you wonderful. Did, yeah. I'm wonderful." And I—that's something that at some point, I just believe and I know, and I think um, it's something that I exude in and things that I do. So mm-hmm. I remember meeting um, someone, and they said, "Well, tell me about yourself." And I'm like, "I'm wonderful," and they're like. Yeah, okay. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you'll see it. Mm-hmm. And I just really think that it's it's just comes again from, you know, what the mind can do, mm-hmm. how how it can alter. Like even even when I talk about like how you start, you can you can create how your day is gonna be. Like if you the first thing you do when you open your eyes, you don't. There's no positivity in your opening your eyes. You tell me, oh, I have to go to work. Oh, I have this to do. Oh, I didn't do that. Oh, that that sets the mood and the the mood for the day. Mm -hmm. But how if you just wake up and you have a different way of being in your waking? You know, some people meditate in the morning. Some people pray. Some people read. But you set the the tone for how your day is going to be. Then it ends up being that day. You know, the things that, um, and that's not to say that you're not going to come across things during the day that's going to annoy you or trip you up or whatever. But if you, but if you set your mind on it, the day being that way, that's how the day ends up. So I just, and I don't remember how we started to talk about this, but just this, the saying, you know, change your mind and change your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess to maybe just play devil's advocate. Of course. Because um, I have experienced, you know, putting my mind to something, many things, and like creating my life out of my thoughts. But 
and sometimes it's not it's not that easy you know i think that um i don't know there's there's days when i wake up and i'm like this is going to be the greatest day or whatever and like yes i get like not allowing things to affect you but sometimes you just can't help it right you just can't help if you're in, if you're not in a good mood you know and pretending that you are like it it doesn't it doesn't always help yeah it's not a pretense though it really is it's it's a change it's it's alteration so yeah if you're not in the mood you can't be what you're not right Mm -hmm. so if you're not in a good mood you're not in a good mood but you don't have to stay in that bad mood you can look at okay why am I not in a good mood am am I hungry am I sleepy you know is this something I have to do that I don't want to do like work through whatever it is because it's a choice to stay in a bad mood you don't have to stay in a bad mood. You could choose not to be in a bad mood. And the way to do that is to walk, walk or work through whatever is that's causing that bad mood. Like, it's just like you, anything. We choose to be happy. We choose to be sad. We choose to be affected by something. Our reactions to something is all inside of a choice. So something happens as this is a cause and effect, right? But the only thing that we're really in control of is the effect, we may not be in control of the cause, mm-hmm. but we can always change how or alter how we respond to a stimuli. Mm-hmm. So if someone says something or does something to you that would trigger you to be some type of negative way. If we just pause for a second and to see what it is that's triggering us, because generally, again, it's not even what the person has said or done. It's something else in the past. So... Again, I just keep coming back. It's it's in, just in changing your mind about something and changing like a bad thought comes to mind. Not because of something that happened or is currently happening, but it's just a thought mm. comes to mind because of something you saw or something you heard. You can change your mind and think about something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and I'm thinking about twitter and how if people heard this conversation people who the mental health community of Mm -hmm. twitter they probably be like it obviously like yes this applies to everyone but some people who are like medicated for depression and anxiety and stuff like that that's a different story so like we're not talking about People. No, I'm not, look, I'm, I'm not a doctor mm-hmm. and I'm not prescribing this as a remedy to depression or anxiety or anything like that. Mm-hmm. However, all of that does start in the mind, mm-hmm. right? And what, I'm not talking about a chemical imbalance because the chemical imbalance is just that. So mm-hmm. there's things that you need to, to level that out. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about medication. I'm just talking about and people who are not chemically imbalanced or not suffering from depression or anxiety that if you're inside of a space of you know again you can't find I can't find my keys Mm -hmm. and that really could upset your entire day because Mm -hmm. now you're going to be late and then then you have to then I mean it can spiral or domino into something else however if we just take a minute and stop and say you know what okay I can't find my keys what is the lesson that I'm learning in this now I'm going to be late. Maybe I should have gotten up earlier, you know, and altering or changing how your your schedule for the day. And my thought is, okay, maybe if you left the house now, something could have happened to you down the road mm. that may not have happened if you, you know, if you didn't lose your keys. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just, again, and, and just 
looking at the situation and you you altering it, you altering how you come out of the situation where you can either be, like I said, severely annoyed or you can try to say, okay, now why is this happening? Like work through it mm-hmm. as opposed to just being enveloped by it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> it's not I'm easy. Only, no, yeah. it's absolutely not easy. But it's all, again, inside of choice. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about... Um, I mean, this may be t- TMI, right? But like last week, um, like right before my period comes, I'm like the worst person to be around in the and entire that's world. Chem- yeah, <laughs> you are. And that's chemical. But it's not because it's I, hormonal. Yes. But like I got I got my blood test and my doctor said that everything was fine. Well, what does that mean? Everything was fine. That my hormones were like normal levels. At the time that you went. But prior to your period, uh, I went, no, I went during my period to get my blood tested. Right. And okay. Did you, okay. PMS. And now we're going to, to <laughs> premenstrual syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. So PMS. And I always go back to the, to the Lizzie, Lizzie Borden, Borden story, I know. I right? I looked her up just to see. And again, the, when you're PM for the women out there, and you, some of you can attest to it, PMS, for the most part, the emotions and what you're going through, you don't have necessarily control of that, mm-hmm. right? You're looking at a puppy on TV and you're bawling your eyeballs out, you mm-hmm. know, or something happens and you're watching a movie and you have murderous feelings because somebody did something, somebody wrong. Now that is just, those are hormonal things, mm-hmm. right? And then once the, once your period flows and your hormones start to, to recalibrate or to level out. So you can't say that that's not something that's not an imbalance or that's not something that is, is, oh, that's just a fluke. If it's something that happens on a regular basis and food affects it, you know, what you, how you, if you're not resting affects it, if all of those things is an imbalance. So if you premenstrually or know that, you know, you, you have a short fuse when things upset you or Mm -hmm. you're very emotional when things. So when those things are happening again, you can choose to give into them because it's easier that way. It's just easy to just go with it. It's easy to just to be a piob, right? It's easier to just be rude and, and snappy. And I always say to you, I'm like, Oh, you're, what do I say to you? I'm just such a rude girl. But, and I know that when you're PMSing, there are there are levels of your behavior that alter, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's not something that you're doing on purpose. Mm-hmm. Some half the time, when you were younger, you didn't even realize it, and I pointed it out to you. Mm-hmm. So I really I think that in those particular situations, again, that's a that's a chemical thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you're not PMSing (laughs) (laughs) and you just wake up in the morning and there's something you can either choose to go with, okay, this is going to be a horrible day because it's raining, I don't feel good, I don't want to, blah, blah, blah. Or you can alter that by looking either at the, the good things about the situation or check out why you're feeling that certain way and, and just, you know, change your mind. It can, it will, it can change your life. I keep going back to that. <laughs> and I, I always say that because only from experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've experienced it too. Um, 
But I don't know. It's just so hard. It's just so hard. And of course it's hard. I mean, it's hard because we're, one, we're creatures of habit. And two, it's sometimes it's just easier to, 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 to not put the energy into changing your mind, to not putting the energy into seeking the good things inside of what terrible things are going on. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's easy for us to just give into whatever it is that's showing for, you know, what you resist, what you resist persists, right? So if you are saying, you know, I want to, I, this, this is a bad day. I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad day. Then that's what's going to show up the bad day. But you're not resisting it because you are having a bad day. If you're give, if you are acknowledging it, like, okay, I'm not in a good mood, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not resisting. And if you don't do anything to change that mood, you're just going with it, right? Mm-hmm. And if, if you're going with what's happening, then it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're going, if you, for me, like sometimes if, I, if I'm if i like, I'm in a bad mood. I'm like, I don't know why I'm in a bad mood. Why am I in a bad mood? And I search through it. Mm-hmm. Either I can say, you know, I'm in a bad mood and I'm just in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. And I can stay away from people until I'm not in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Or I can change it by saying, okay, why am I in a bad mood? figure out what it is about the mood that's causing me to feel like that way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, it's work, but it's not, it's not hard work. And it's, well, it's not, well, let's actually, let's use an example because like you figure out, like you, you figure out why you're in a bad mood and then what you say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to be in a bad mood anymore. Well, you do something. If you figure out that I'm in a bad mood because you know what? I'm hungry. It's been 14 hours since I last ate. Mm-hmm. Let me go get something because again, thinking chemically, my blood sugar is probably low. And that's why I just, I'm, um, you know, I'm hangry mm-hmm. more than I am anything else. So you go and you do something about it. You go and you get something to eat. You have a, a cup of orange juice or something you, to lift your blood sugar. And it physically changes how you feel. Mm-hmm. So I think for for me in the whole change your mind, change your life, it's really about what you what you want. It's really about what you want because, again, like I said, sometimes it's just easier just to be upset, mm-hmm. and that energy that you have in the in, in being upset, you know, carries you. It motivates you to to either do nothing, mm-hmm. do more of nothing, do more of nothing with venom, or do more nothing, you know, and just be sad about it. Mm-hmm. What if I okay? So I'm in a bad mood. and I'm like, I just really want to go on vacation. Then I just get up and go on vacation. <laughs> Can you? No, I can't. I don't have any hours, and have a lot of work to do. Then what? Then you then you plan. It's like you change. Okay, I know I need a vacation. Mm-hmm. I know now I don't have the hours. Mm-hmm. I know in two weeks. I'll have some hours where I can't maybe do a seven-day vacation, but I can do a weekend vacation. Mm -hmm. I can drive down to Maryland and and get some seafood, or I can go to Delaware, or I can go, you know, some, or I can take a bus trip. And and again, this is about changing your mind about a situation. So I know I need a vacation. I know I don't have the time. And I want to go away. Mm-hmm. So what do you do in that particular situation? Change your mind. Okay, I, these are the things I know. These are facts. These are the things I know. Now, what are the things I need to do in order to alter that, in order to go on the vacation? Because you, you have these ingredients that you know. So you know, also know in two weeks I'll have two days. And 
two weeks, it'll be July 4th weekend, you know, a national holiday. So I can take that weekend that I'm, that, that Monday that I'm getting off with the two days that I've accumulated and I can have an extra long weekend to go and do something I need and want to do to have a vacation and enjoy myself. So again, it's all, it's all about how you look at the situation and then what you do to get out of the situation or even choose to stay in it. But mm-hmm. it's all inside of choice. Mm-hmm. I get it. I just, I think that you're just like a really happy person. <laughs> because, no. It's, no, I, 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 I get it. I do. Um, it's just like just basically not letting yourself get down because of the things the things that you may not be happy with in your life in that moment. Yeah, and it's about controlling the things that you can control. Yeah. I was going to say this. Yeah, the things you... Realizing the things you can change and realizing the things you can't. Accepting the things you can change and accepting the things you can't change. Mm-hmm. It's just accepting it all, right? So, like I said, choosing. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in a bad mood. I'm, I can choose to stay here or I can choose to do something else. And not be here. And and again, sometimes sometimes people just want to be mad, mm-hmm. right? And and if you, if that's the case, then own that. Then know it and own it. And then you don't you can't blame it on something else other than I'm choosing to be here. Because yes, this particular situation pissed me off. And and I'm I'm thinking about uh, not. Last summer, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. my colleague, mm-hmm. right? And I was annoyed. Mm-hmm. And I was in that space for a while. And I was, because I was really annoyed. Mm-hmm. And I chose to stay in that space. And only until, only until I chose not to be in that space of annoyance mm-hmm. was I able to be able to get past it and see the good that came out of the situation. Mm-hmm. But when I was inside of it, all I knew was that I was annoyed. I was annoyed. And mm-hmm. that, that's all I chose to be. Because even the people I had spoken to was like, oh, just forgive, just whatever, whatever. <laughs> and, I was, and my response was like, I don't want to. That's mm-hmm. not the space that I'm in right now. Right now I'm in this space and I'm enjoying this space. Mm-hmm. And then and only then when I, so when I decided or I chose to not be in that space, mm-hmm. was I able to then forgive and to move past and to do the things, you know, going forward. But I think all of that is inside of, you know, knowing the power that I had to alter my situation. Mm-hmm. Alter where I was, alter what was going on, and what the outcome for me was going to be. Mm-hmm. So I just keep <laughs> going back to it's 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 a choice. It really I is. think it is, but like I don't know, like I, I it's hard because like if you don't have people in your life that can talk you through it or like you being able to do it yourself um it's i I just go back to like it's difficult because i'm thinking about like like work right like i know okay work and like i guess just like where i'm at in my life (laughs) basically right i don't want to do my be doing my job right i don't want to live in new york anymore (laughs) like there's all these things that i know i don't want and like it's not that i haven't been trying to get out of that but I'm still here. And like I realize I'm still here. I understand that. But it's an it, it frustrates me that I am still in this place. 
So how do I, how do I get, how do I change my mind about that? Well, we talked about this just earlier today, right? It's about, you have to look at the situation you're currently in, not as I hate this job. I don't want to live in New York. I'm still here. I'm annoyed. And look at the situation like this is where I am now. This is, this is, this is life. This is reality for me now. It doesn't have to stay this way. It's not always going to be this way. And continue doing the things that you're doing to not be in New York, to mm-hmm. not stay in the job. But but you, it's like, and I talked about Oprah, but it's, it's and what what is the other analogy I gave you about the, what was the, the liver, the mm-hmm. liver and the honey mustard, or the liver and the vinegar. It's all liver. You know that it's liver, and you know that this is what the only thing that you have right now that's going to give you you nourishment. So how can you how can you cook this liver and create and, and make this liver something that you are, are able to eat and swallow? And yeah, it might not taste good on the way down, but it's serving the purpose for what it needs to serve for right now, which is giving you nourishment so you can go on to do something else. So just looking on the bright side I'm of not, things. Not because like the- you, I can't, yes, I understand I'm, I'm taking the liver and the honey mustard and I'm like, okay, but it's like, I don't enjoy it, mm-hmm. but, but on the bright side, I can eat. Well, again, it's, it's, it's. Okay, Let, let's talk in actualities, right? <laughs> so you don't want to keep do the job that you're currently doing, and you don't want to live in New York. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you want to do? Well, that's the thing. I guess I don't know. I don't know what I want to do, but like, yeah, I don't know what I want to do. And that's why I keep saying to you, you need to, for, I mean, it's all inside of, this is what I, the bird in the hand. The bird in the hand is I have this job. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't like the job. Uh-huh. The job affords me the things that I want to do. Uh-huh. It allows me to save. It allows me to, to go out when I want to. It allows me to travel. It allows me to do whatever. And I am learning things. The things I'm learning, I don't really care about because it's not something I want to do. But I am learning. So mm-hmm. I am growing in that aspect. Bird in the hand. Worth the two in the bush in that you want to leave New York to live... Arizona mm-hmm. and to work on something that I don't know what I want to do, but I know it's not this. Mm-hmm. So do you give up the bird in your hand mm-hmm. for the two in the bush? Right. So like I've, I've had that mentality of the bird in the hand for a really long time. But the, I, I, well, maybe not too long. Let me say like two years. But have you though? Because the yeah. burden. No, because the burden. And, and I even said to you this morning, my thing is that you're miserable. <laughs> you are miserable where you are. Mm-hmm. And what needs to alter is being miserable about where you are. Because that is what you can change now. That's what you have the power to can change now. Yes, you're looking for jobs. Yes, you're going on interviews. Yes, you're looking at other places to live. Yes, you're saving up for those things that you want, mm-hmm. that you know that you want. But first, you're, you're, and you're miserable inside of this. So again, looking at the bird in the hand, not as this god-awful bird that yes, it's giving me some positive things, but I hate the bird. 
Uh-huh. How, how am I supposed to look at it? How do you look look at the bird as an, this is a, this is giving me an opportunity. This is giving me the ability to get this other job that I don't know that what it is yet and possibly move out of New York because I'm a, this bird is enabling me to do those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you okay. see, but again so because like i know and we, we talked about there's nothing worse in the world than waking up every morning saying oh my god i have to go to i have to go to this job i hate doing this mm-hmm. i it, it is a is a wear and tear on your mental emotional and physical being but you have the ability to change that you have the ability to change how it affects you by looking at the bird differently. Instead of looking at the bird as this god-awful bird, look at the bird as this is this bird is giving me the the things that I need to be able to go out and get this job that I don't know what it is. It's affording me the the time to figure out what that job is. It's affording me the ability to save up to to leave the state. Mhm. This bird, although it may not be the the bird that I actually want, it's a bird that's giving me, allowing me to get what I actually want to get. Mm -hmm. So in the morning, instead of getting up and saying, oh my God, I got to do this job, say, oh my God, I have this job that's going to allow me to get the job that I want to get. Mm -hmm. It's just about looking at it differently because, so you're not miserable. you're miserable. Who wants to spend eight hours of a, a day or 10 hours of a day sometimes in misery? Mm-hmm. It, and again, I don't. It's just more about changing a mind, your mind about where you currently are. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense to you at all or it anybody makes, that's listening. Right. But. It makes sense. It's just, it, it, it's, it's like looking past... I feel like it's like the whole like vacation theory, like you know you're going on vacation, so your mind is already mentally there and not actually where you are. Mm. I feel like it's just like, what's the word? Not transference, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah, instead of. It's seeing <laughs> the end goal. It's yeah. seeing the end goal. So when I look at my job, I look at my house in Arizona, I feel, I see my house in Arizona, I see the job that I love, I see, you know, the life that I want, mm-hmm. instead of, like, living in New York, doing the work I'm doing, like, I see all the other things mm-hmm. instead of that. Right, as, the, as, again, this is the stepping stone, this, this, where I currently am is the stepping stone to where I want to be, mm-hmm. as opposed to a boulder around your neck dragging you under. Mm-hmm. So just, like you said, see it differently. Mm-hmm. See it differently. And moreover, I, for me, I'm like, this the, This job is giving me, is the ingredients to make the, the cake that I want in the end. Mm-hmm. So just see the cake. See mm-hmm. the icing. See yourself cutting the cake. See yourself serving the cake on your own plate in your own apartment. So it, it's, it's just, I, I don't know. It's, I get it. I mean, I get it. I mean, and moreover, for no, for no other reason but your own sanity, your own, you know, emotional and mental disability. Mm-hmm. So you're not like oh, every day, but 
this is a new day, a new day closer to my goal, a new day closer to getting what I want. Mm-hmm. But I, for again, for me, it's like, okay, you need figuring out what exactly is you that you want aside from, you know, that you want to live in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what do you want to do for a living? Figuring that out. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting um, because I told you about this, how like, um, I saw a TikTok and this guy is basically like, I don't want to work. And I've been seeing a lot more of that on TikTok and kind of the whole millennial versus, mm-hmm. you know, boomer situation of mm-hmm. we are in a place, especially with people quitting their jobs. Like mm. they can't find, you can't find workers now because we're in a place where people my age and a little older too, they're like, we don't want to work like the older generation had to work and give up our dreams like well not give up your dreams but give up your Mm -hmm. dreams like the older generation had to do because of how we chose to to structure society Mm -hmm. and how we chose to work in society Mm -hmm. so like maybe it's millennial syndrome but the Mm -hmm. whole i don't know what i want to do because it feels like you know well going back to kind of what we talked about before i don't think we ever read that article but about how you know we were told get our education and we're like the most educated generation ever but there's no jobs <laughs> and it's like that whole where we are in society where we are in our lives where we are in like how the world is shaped now um i think it's just really messed us up <laughs> And I don't, okay, I guess maybe I shouldn't say that, but just based off of the things that I've that I've seen and heard from other people my age, but I guess I'll keep it to myself. Um, yeah, it's like, I n- unfortunately know that money, you know, you have to have money to do things. I have to have money to have a house and I have to, mm-hmm. I have to work to make money and mm-hmm. do all those things. It's like, I don't know what I want to do, one, and then two, it's like, maybe we are able to figure out a different way of doing things because of how things are going. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, with the with millennials, because because you you all came up in the generation of instant gratification. Mm-hmm that the and i don't want to say the work ethics because there are a lot of millennials who are are very you know work conscious and and want to work and know know what they want to do but i think not having the instant gratification puts millennials on pause and they go well well wait a minute you know because y'all came up with computers that you know y'all didn't have the little running man before you got on the internet you know well, we, it, you you millennials at a, did at a point where in your work environment oh, mm-hmm. or in in something you know not just getting on on the computer to play games or you know or even like if you you were creating your MySpace page or whatever if if there was something that was going on with the graphics or you couldn't get it done it was an annoyance instant annoyance and what was that music um music choice me- no 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 
where people were being oh, sued. Oh, um, LimeWire. LimeWire, right? And how you had to download the the download speed and all the other things. I just, I, I really just think with millennials or. I don't know. It's, it, I, I think that instant gratification one, and I think that with the overnight success of some people on YouTube mm-hmm. or whatever, and and people seeing that and like, oh, I want that, or I mm-hmm. can do that, or I that the the work that many people in the past had to do to even get to that point, that that staying power or that patience or that that you know grinding to get it is is missing. Mm-hmm. Because everything was could be instantly happening to you overnight, mm-hmm. and I and I think that that causes the like if it's not quick then I don't want to do it, or if it's not quick then let me try something else. If or if it's not quick mm-hmm. then, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it could be some of that, but I also think it's because like part of it is being raised by people who grew up in a different time and how things were different for older generations Mm -hmm. so like society was in a different place when grandma was around right and she's raising you based off of her experiences in that time but times are changing Mm -hmm. so like again going back to you know get your degree and you know you'll be able to make it and college degrees now are i mean they're something they help but it's still important to have a college degree yes and it it also depends on what field you're going into it depends on the field absolutely and again as a hiring manager it's something that people still look at they look at they they look at it's a basic criteria now it's like that's like the bare minimum (laughs) like yeah I, i don't agree I do not agree with that as it being a bare minimum. I think that, you know, if you have experience, if, say, for instance, you have experience, you don't have college or you don't have a higher education, but you have experience and you have a broad experience and you've been, you spent years in that, experience definitely absolutely counts. It absolutely yeah, counts. And if you have a candidate that comes in that has experience and a college degree, People are going to look more at that candidate right, that has both. What millennial has both? Like how many, if you think about age, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, yeah, there are some people, right? But mm-hmm. I think it's a very small percentage because if you're thinking about my age and what I, I was supposed to be doing like at, in my education, right? Mm-hmm. Right, after high, right out of high school, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could... Um, well, and I do actually know some people that do, depending on the field, right? But that means that you're working and going to school at the same time, you mm-hmm. know? And that does happen as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying the whole narrative of, like, pe- parents saying, get, get your education. Plus, I also think, you know, you were told, and we, I was told, like, you can do anything, right? hmm So, like... And you can. Yeah, we, we can. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I, for me, again, with the education, it wasn't all only because so you can get a job, but like again, like I told you, when with college, and I don't know how we got here, but with college, you going away to school mm-hmm. was nece- was I was a necessity. 
not just for the academia, but for socialism, for, you know, being maturing. So you can, all those things and all encompassing. Mm -hmm. So going to school was yes, to help to secure and getting you a better job than someone who who didn't go to school and has no higher education some along the lines i know some people that are in higher positions at at work that only have a high school diploma but they've been working for a very long time and they work their way up right right that was and they're your age right they're not like my age at 23 my age yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like imagine a 20, 23, 26-year-old that has a high school diploma mm-hmm. and um, I guess how much experience would I have? Well, it eight did, years? Well, after, yeah, out of I high have school? eight years yeah, experience. eight years experience in something. Mm-hmm. And say for instance, you have eight years of experience in, in managing an office. You can get a position, a higher position, because you have managerial skills, you 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 um you oversaw people, you know, you know what do you call it? HR stuff, whatever the whole thing is. So it's no different than when we were coming up. When I was coming up, you applied for a job and they said, Well, you, you don't have any experience. I'm like, Well, how am I supposed to get the experience if I'm not hired for the job? So mm-hmm. it's basically the same thing with an education. Mm-hmm. It was still the same thing. You have to sometime work your way in and around and through but it's having the education is not only for a better job it's also for yourself for your own self-growth for your own and who whoever you and however you are so i guess i guess just i don't know i think because i I mean going back to like you said the instant gratification and like seeing overnight successes um there's this tiktoker he he goes around and asks people like, "Oh, what do you do for work?" And people who drive like really fancy cars. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw some that. people, yeah, some people do say, you know, go to college. And a lot of people say college was a waste of time. And these are the people who are like multimillionaires. Off of what though? I mean, right now, especially with like IT. Right, but but okay, they have I. They have to have a mind for IT, right? They had to go and get. Whether it was hands-on training mm-hmm. because they were on a job and mm-hmm. then they had a knack for it, so they picked it up and were able to go to it. They still have to have the ability to grasp the information that's going on and mm-hmm. be able to regurgitate it out so they can grow in it. So yeah, there. Sometimes I say college is not for everybody, mm-hmm. but but and those people who were able to 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 gravitate say to it is the way is the is the the money maker and it's been that way for the last 20 yeah 30 years it's gonna have to stop eventually and eventually well who knows because technology is growing every day you know they're gonna have that thing where you put in your head and that's how you watch tv or some nonsense but um (laughs) i just thought about the microwave like yeah i won't be having that but i just think that if you have a knack for something, it's a gift and you, you cultivate, you still have to cultivate it, whether it's by work and even in some of those, those IT positions, you have to have certifications. So there's still schooling or things that you have to grow inside of it. And you can either not going to school again, it puts you a little further behind because if you had gone to school and got a certifications and then got into the job, you could already start here. I'm doing, you can't see my hand, mm-hmm. a higher level or 
you know, gravitate to here. Mm -hmm. So in some instances, colleges for some people, if if they had a, a, a stroke of luck or they had a, a, a grand opportunity to start somewhere on the ground level and work their way up, mm-hmm. it's it's no different than than somebody going to to school, getting an education, still having to start maybe possibly on the ground level, or because if they had the education, they can start in the middle the middle floors and get closer to the top rather than someone who doesn't have the information and has to start on the ground. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, instant gratification, aside from overnight success, is that, is that a possibility? Mm, well, no. No. Not instant, no. But, like, then I, I go back to, I think I said this before, um, I don't know. We could talk about this forever, just because, like, I think... I think my experiences obviously are different than your experiences. And like I always I always say I always go back to like when I first started my job, they were like, Oh, you're only gonna be here for a year and you're gonna be gone. And that's not the mentality of a millennial. That was a mentality of people older than me. And they're the ones who are expecting that. You know? Well, I think in, in those instances it was the same thing with me when I started at the at at the Port Authority. I, I got in through an admin position. I've always had managerial position, but I got in with admin and they, my boss was like, okay, in 18 months, we know you're not going to be here. Not because of anything other than they know that there was more for me, that I had more to offer than just what I was doing. Same thing when people come to you say, oh, you know, you're only going to be here because they know inside of that position that you're, you're bigger than the position. You know, you're overqualified for the position. There are things that you can do and you have the ability to do and could do be better often for the company and for yourself doing something else. So in those statements, it's not any other reason than we know and we see better for you or bigger for you, or we see that you can be a manager. We see that you can can do be project managing. We see that we see those things. So we know one, you shouldn't want to stay in this position. And if we have anything to do with it, you won't be in this position. Signs of a good manager. That will make sure that you move on mm-hmm. and not stay. And then you have some people who are just secretaries. And there's nothing wrong with being a secretary, but they're, they're, they don't want, they don't aspire to anything else. And they're really great at what they're doing. And they're not aspiring to look, to look past that. Whereas there are other people who get into a, a, a secretary. That's what they call them at my job. But administrative assistant position. And yes, it's good, <clears throat> excuse me, as a, as a stepping stone. But there's more drive or more ambition in you. Mm-hmm. I I I get that, um, and I think um, a part of it too. I guess at least as a millennial, knowing that you know the culture can be millennials leaving, like getting year experience and going somewhere else, and just like um, kind of moving around and doing whatever they need to do based off of how they like what they want, how they feel, and how mm-hmm. that you know how that kind of culture has been changing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was what I heard. I didn't hear. Because it was literally my first day. They didn't even know if I was a good worker or not. <laughs> like, So they just thought, oh, she's a millennial. She's not going to be here in a year. Well, inside my interview, in interviewing for the position, 
they were like, okay, well, we know you won't be here past your probation. Yeah, because inside you had experience. my experience. But no, inside my interview and knowing and seeing that, well, don't want to say overqualified for the job, but that I had more to offer to, to the company. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't inside an admin position. Mm-hmm. I had more to offer. So I, I really think that, again, change your mind, right? So seeing that, I see that, that conversation very differently. Well, I, I think, again, like going back to what I was saying about our experiences because you were going from a manager mm-hmm. to administrative. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to say you're overqualified, but I'm going from just getting out of college and having my first job that I did for seven months, nine months. And they saw that you were coming into a position that you were overqualified for. How? And I had no experience. They didn't, they don't know what, they, I have no experience. Well, no experience in, maybe no experience and having done the job before right but coming in and knowing microsoft word excel powerpoint (laughs) knowing these things and and they're like wow and again not because you hadn't done any of it with exception to what you did in school and again talking about age difference they're they these programs or whatever they're coming up on and just and having to deal with and seeing the ease with which you do it and the 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 velocity in which you do it and the efficiency in which you do it they was like okay she's not going to stay in this position it was my first day (laughs) They didn't even, I could have lied. I could lie and say I know all those things. You could have, but you took a test, so they knew that you knew those things. They didn't look at my test. You don't know what what HR told them. Mm, I guess that's true. Because, again, in looking to fill a position, there were criteria that needed to be be followed, and there were requirements that needed to be had. So when HR went through the applications and went through the testings, they provided the information to the the hiring managers. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I we can go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, because like, why can't you th- just accept that they saw something? Something saw you. They saw the the cake already made. You're still talking about the ingredients and making the mm-hmm. cake, and they already saw the cake. They saw it already made and icing and cut up and saying, "Wow, this is a good cake." Because there's so many other things that are, there are so many ingredients involved in that cake and they saw enough to know that the cake was going to be good mm. haven't you ever looked at something like oh this is going to be good and tasted and you're like oh actually it's really not and from their experience if you want to talk about experience so in the experience of having people who had already been in your position to know what the cake was going to turn out to be yeah. Having having people who are currently your <laughs> colleagues that are still in a position and knowing that they have not rise to become a cake yet. So and being able to see the differences between that those ingredients in that batter and this this ingredients and in batter that are, that's coming in the door. Hmm, I don't know. Because you don't <laughs> because you don't want to accept that. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But and I think that going back to you as being a positive person, I think that like just you, there's things that you overlook. But I, I get it. I get and it. And if that's the case, then there are things that you minimize. <laughs> okay, so then <laughs> we, I don't think we I both do that. We both like are on the opposite end of it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what am I overlooking? Because I pointed out what you minimize. What am I overlooking? Well, okay, because we're talking about the person that was in my position prior, right? And the other people that have been coming through those doors prior to you being there. 
Yes. People that have come and gone either in your position, people that have come and stayed Mm-hmm. In your position, well, coming gone that means that they also saw that they had a, a good cake and they left mm-hmm. because of that is what they're supposed to do, right? And then for the ones who stayed, well, I feel like it's hard because they, the people who have stayed, they're technically they're above me. One, they have more experience. They've done other things, and, and I'm, they I'm found a about place. The quality they, of the work that they're doing, th- their work is good. They they found a they found a place that they are happy in and they don't want to go anywhere else and the quality of work that they're doing where they don't trust that person to do the work they come <laughs> to you to say i need you to do this because i know it'll get done right mm. or i need you to do this because i need it done in a certain time i don't tell so and so that i'm giving you this to do because they'll be upset that i'm giving it to you but i know that we'll get it from you and it'll be done that's not about the person being comfortable and staying that's about the person being comfortable and not either giving what they can do mm-hmm. or choosing to not be qual choosing to mm-hmm. not be qualified to do the job because they don't want extra work i think it's more like you said about the younger generation just knowing technology better yeah no. i see what you're saying see, but in- there no because there's that too like it's hard because again like you're not you're you you know what i tell you right and i you- worked with that person before <laughs> so you cannot oh talk to me about that <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> I don't know because I see that person do a lot of work. I'm not saying that the person doesn't do the work. quality. You're saying it's the quality of the work that they're putting out. So much so because again, when you think about it, if you have managers that are telling you, you know, look at this job. Oh, there's an opening down here, and they're not telling that person. Why are they not telling that person? Because I'm the young no person that has experience, or that's like wait, no. Because if you're talking about the person who has experience and who does work and has been there, talking about years in mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. It's about whether or not the person can do the job. I think it's that, but I also think it's, well, it's also what's out there, right? I mean, I don't know what that person wants to do. because The like, person doesn't want to do anything. That's why they're still they, there. They want to do that, yes. And then, like, the, the stuff that they're saying to me, they're like, oh, you know, marketing, marketing. There's marketing this, there's marketing that, because they know I want to do marketing. So they're not going to go to that person and be like, hey, look, there's a marketing position. But the the, the other position that came up, the, 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 the other positions that have come up, I, w- I, would, I, would, I would venture when you go back into the office, just ask that person oh did you know that this was this position was open here you know did you think to apply for this position you're qualified to do this position and see what they say mm-hmm. and the response but is they don't want to do it uh-huh <laughs> and that's because they just don't want to do it because <laughs> they want to stay where they are because they don't want to rise and become a cake they're good with just being the ingredients in the batter I mean, true, yeah. I mean, everyone, someone has to be the ingredients, right? Well, and that's why your your manager will come to you and say, this is what's available, go for it, because they know that you can and will. And go, I'm not going to go to that other person and say, you know what, this is a good job for you. You can go, you can do this, because they know that they like being better. Mm-hmm. And like, like I said, somebody has to be better. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to be the ingredients. So if so, if they come to you on your first day and say, well, we know that you're a cake mm-hmm. and we know that you, you're the prized cake in the bakery. 
So we know that at some point, somebody going to come and cut that cake or come and buy the cake. Mm-hmm. When the opportunities come for you to get bought, we're going to send you out <laughs> to get bored. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Going, I guess kind of going back to changing your mind though, or I don't know, but it's like, okay, so I'm, but I'm still currently batter and I'm trying to rise, but I can't. But you're not batter. Again, it's how you, we talked about this before, how you see is you're not batter. You are, you are, or you're in the oven rising. And because the oven, oh gosh, analogies, <laughs> because the oven is not, is now in a space of having to be recalibrated because uh-huh. of, of, of the pandemic or because of whatever, because of those things, you're in a, you're in a, in a, in a, in a, a point of, of stasis where there's no movement, there's no growth, there's no, the, the, the heat is not circulating in the oven to allow you to rise, right. to, to allow you to rise. Mm-hmm. But you're still a cake. You're still, you're still a cake and you still have the ability to rise right now in this setting, in that oven, in this oven, mm-hmm. you can't rise to the, to the point of being, of being taken out, cooled and isened mm-hmm. only, and not for anything of yourself, but just because the oven mm-hmm. is in a point where it can't cause you to rise. Right. And that's why I'm trying to get out of the oven. And so get out the oven. <laughs> Yeah, it's not that easy to just get out of the oven. It, it's, it, I, and here we go, we go back to this. It, it's not easy. It definitely isn't easy. But the, it, it actually, actually is easy. What's not easy is feeling comfortable in, in, in knowing that you should be leaving the oven. That's where you, that's the point that you're in now. I, I think I'm more in the point of, yes, I think that's part of it. But the other part is like, okay. I'm trying to think of the oven and now I don't know if I can still use it, but, um, cause you're afraid in leaving this oven that the other oven is, is broke too. There's part of that, but also, well, I, I think because like I'm not at the, yeah, I guess I'm not at the point of leaving the oven yet, but that's on you. That's not on the oven. Uh, that's oh, so on right, you. Not, not the, not the current oven. That's not right. the current oven's fault. No. So the other can... oven is still being fixed, so I can't go there yet. <laughs> Basically, I haven't found another job to go to. Right, you haven't found another oven. Yeah, I haven't found another oven. That you want to go to. That yeah. you trust that's going to be there. Mm-hmm. That you think is the right choice. Mm-hmm. That you want it. But again, that's all on you. That's not on the oven not being there. Because there are ovens that are there. It's on you, whether you choosing to go to the oven and trusting that the oven is going to allow you to rise to the potential that you want to rise. Kind of, because I've applied to a lot of ovens and they won't accept me. <laughs> or they haven't accepted me. So then if there's no ovens available or or the ovens that I have applied to, there's no space. Like how I can't go to another oven. Well, then if you I, can't if go I leave, to those ovens, but there right. are other ovens out there. And right. every oven that you, that you go and look at, you're not going to buy. Every oven that you go and look like, you're not going to be able to cook in. Every oven that you go and, and look at, or you're not going to be yeah, able to. Oven, and the, yeah, but the ovens that I want are not available. Okay, and those are not the last ovens that you want. No, I'm, I'm looking for an <laughs> oven. I'm looking. Okay, and, and inside of going back to our original thing and changing your mind, if you go to the oven that you want and you, don't, you can't get the oven, it's not like, oh, life is over. 
it's you know what there's another oven out there let me go to that other oven and maybe that other oven is even better than this oven mm-hmm. so that's why I didn't get this oven because mm-hmm. there's something better for me over there this oven has has rotisserie whatever it has convection in it so there's cooking all around this oven is you know an air fryer too this oven is all of these things but again it's just going out and looking at, at several thousand ovens but first of all, you looking at 7,000 ovens and not knowing which oven you want is going to put you right back at this point. And now I hope everyone is able to follow that oven analogy. I don't even know if this is going to make the cut, but anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, go out and find your oven, I guess. I don't know. My poor baby. My poor baby. That, that was... Uh, these are the conversations that we've been having in the last few weeks because um, Jessica Sweet Pea is in a state about what she wants to do with her life. So hold all back to the change your mind. Yeah, I mean, a part of it, though, is like, I mean, there's parts that I do know I want, right? Or I, there's parts I, do, I know I don't want. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's funny, I saw a TikTok. And it was like this, um, there's a trend going on, but basically it was like, you know, they say that, you know, moving out of, moving out of that state, you know, won't make you happy. And then there, she's like, or the TikTok, which is basically like, it does like, just, just do it basically. Well, it, I mean, what it does is allow you the opportunity to see if it does. Mm-hmm. That's all it is because, but I always tell you to you, happiness is not in things or areas. Happiness is within. So if you are taking misery with you to Arizona, that's what's going to show up in Arizona. No, I, I get that. And I do agree with feng shui. <laughs> and I think that being in a certain place, the, the vibrations you were talking about, right? Like if my vibrations in New York are like... I don't know. I'm I'm matching the the not matching the low vibrations, but the vibrations are not the the my own vibrations. Like when we don't align, the the vibrations no longer align for me in New York. And like I know the not know, but I'm assuming the vibrations somewhere else will match. Then I go there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is this is the vibe basically. <laughs> this is the vibe. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the song, and I can't think of it. But everywhere you go, there you are. So. All I'm going to say to that is the energy that you're generating here, if you're generating that same energy in Arizona, then that's what's going to be in Arizona. So it, it all, again, still starts with you. It does. And like I said, going back to the vibrations, like, I don't know. All right, so I'm going to do the quote for the week. So the quote for the week is by Socrates. And it says, the secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she didn't get it. No, I got it, but like I have a rebuttal. Not rebuttal, but (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.